got a fever. And the only prescription is more... This yo, yo. is the Cigar Authority. It's the biggest helicopter leasing event in the Western Hemisphere since 1997. The Authority. Like Kobayashi. On everything cigar. The cigar takes time. Yeah. That's the whole key. And out of the cigar industry. It's in the hole. With your host. Hey, D-Man. David Garofalo. Wait, who are you? Julius Caesar? Who the hell is Julius Caesar? You know I don't follow the NBA. Mr. Jonathan. I know who I am. I'm a dude. Barry Stump. And Chuck Morrison. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time to light them up. Screw it, let's let them do it. It's time. That's a win win for me. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more. Ah! Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. January. What is today? January 21st. 21st, 2017. Broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios today. And I'm heading out to the Dominican Republic uh, to check this year's crops and visit some of the factories. But before I go, I'm going to spill the beans about this year's anniversary party as we smoke the most popular Padron and the ugliest cigar ever made. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only cigar radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location, and we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, podbean.com, or Google Play where you can set it and forget it. And gentlemen, Chuck Morrison is with us, minutes away from heading out again uh, after the show. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's the game. Oh, tomorrow. Yes, okay. sir. Yes, sir. You All must right. be boycotting the NFL as well. We, we can ask Barry. He yeah. knows everything he knows there is to know that's... about football. Kickoff is given at 620. His, <laughs> given his boycott. Not going to be watching, but it's, it's a good. Okay, so that is tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. So, any, by the way, any, any football, like Jonathan, as Jonathan said, any football uh, information you need. Go to, Barry Stein. go to Barry Stein. Barry Statstein. There we go. Who probably knows more than me at this point. And I talk football when I go to the Dominican Republic and they have some soccer game on or something. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on here? What That's I love about nothing. you, Dave, and your social presence, Facebook, uh, Twitter, is whenever the Patriots play this time of year, you always put up a fantastic picture of yourself with a very special object. Yes. Well, say what it is. It, yeah. But because I have it, so I flaunt it, right? Absolutely. You got it flaunted, is Absolutely. what they say. So uh, let's pass out the first cigar of the day, and this is a Padron, uh, just a regular, what we call in the industry, a stock Padron. This isn't the Anniversario, this isn't the 1926, this isn't the limited releases, this is just a regular stock Padron. What do we have, Barry? Today's cigar is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and it is the best-selling of all Padron cigars. It is also the cigar I smoked exclusively for almost two years when I began cigar smoking in the late 90s. It's part of the Padron 1000 series. It is the Padron 3000 Maduro, and it is a Nicaraguan Puro that measures 5.5 by 52, carries an MSRP of 660 or $170.99 for a box. There we go. So you're looking at a $6 cigar, regular, average, everyday uh, price cigar for a person. We have the Maduro. Um, the difference between a natural Maduro when it comes to a Padron cigar is the shade, mm. the color. It's the exact same wrapper. That's it. It's just color variations. What does it? But these sell like crazy. 
Padron regular cells anyway, but this particular exact size, do you have the size of it? Five and a half by 52. All right, so it's a, it's a good size Robusto or a short Toro? It's a Robusto Extra or yeah, a short yeah. Toro. Yeah, it's right in between. The, so it's the sweet spot, right? The, the sweet pa- price spot, the sweet size spot, everything's right about it. The Padron 3000 is 10% of Padron's overall sales. That's what a monster it is. Right. And they have a lot of different, you know, we have a whole cabinet devoted just to Padron cigars by itself, over 50 facings of just one brand. This is the leader. This is 10% of it all by itself. Exclusivo comes in at 9%, and then Padron 7000 at 8 You really, there's only one Padron 1926 in the top 10, and that is the number 9. Yeah. Coming in at a, a whopping 6%. Yeah, but this is the leader. This is the king. Let's see why. Let's give it a cut and light and see what it's all about. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So... I don't go to it often, to be honest with you. It's the number one seller, and I, I uh, just automatically go to the Padron Anniversario, being my favorite of the bunch, actually in Maduro also, and I'm not a Maduro smoker, but Padron, I would say the Maduros outsell the naturals across the board. And it's funny, me as a person who enjoys a darker cigar will reach for the natural more often really? than the Maduro. Hmm. I'm the same way. Hmm. Uh, the foot of this has a very... Cayenne pepper and paprika aroma so, to it. So we, if you just cut your cigar, if you hadn't cut your cigar, one thing to do is you could peel back the, the, um, the cap? cap of it, and you'll notice that underneath the cap, a lot of people don't know this. Maybe mm. you don't even know this, Barry. You see the little thing that's missing here? Yes. See this? Oh, yeah. They roll a little piece of tobacco. And they plop it inside before they put the cap on it. It raises the cap a little bit, but there's a little round peat thing. See it? Yeah. That's, that's happening here. So this is what they do. I don't know why they do it. But I they have do a theory. It. It's like a pitone inside the Padron. I have a theory. They, they do it to, to make that cap a little higher, giving you a better shot at having the perfect cut. Hmm. Because you're going to be more apt to take less off when the cap yeah. is raised. Maybe, but it's there. It's the era and uh, dry taste is a uh, I'm getting chocolate cherry covered, fruit roll up. I'm getting chocolate covered marshmallow. I just wanted to say it out loud before. <laughs> you see what I did there? You see what I did there? I saw what you did there. <laughs> Double down on that. That was the uh, rainbow stein, we call that. I didn't know you could do that. You can play two elements at the same time. Oh, huh? oh, yeah. Easy draw. Um, Box pressed to a certain degree, would you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would call it a soft box press cigar. Yeah. Soft I think press. it's box pressed more in the box than in a special <clears throat> press. And I had left the cellophane on only so to remind you that this is the one in cellophane because the regular anniversarios and the 1926s, no cellophane. Right. Um, the regular stock line has the cellophane on it, except for the exception of one of the Padron anniversarios, the one in the tube. That would not need cellophane has cellophane in it. It has cellophane. It is round, <laughs> yes. and it's in a tube. Yeah, completely wacko or whatever. And just to revisit a very frequently asked question is, if you were to store this in your humidor, would you leave the cellophane on or off? I would leave it on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an, I'm an on guy. Uh, one cigar of note in the Padron line, the Anniversario Toro TAA. 
Yeah. It's 7% of their sales. It's only in about 80 accounts across the country. If that cigar ever were to make it into regular production for everybody, yeah. I think that would be number one. Probably. Coming in at about 15 And bucks. they had talked about it. They, you know, did not to keep it forever with the TAA people and, and, and let it, let the other people, because it's only about 60 retailers, so let, let the others have it. I, I've never been, as a retailer, I've never been one of those ones that say, oh, I want exclusivity to it. Don't let other people have it and stuff. Let the world have something like that, you know? Mm. Um, which is about the size of this cigar we're smoking. The TAA. It is, yeah. It's yeah. close. It's so close. This a is, little thicker. So this is the size people like the most. Between, the, uh, you know, what the, the argument is, is Robusto, a better seller than a Toro, goes back and forth. Here's one in between. Yeah, it's so between. it's perfect. It's perfect. So we're going to light our cigar today with the Lotus T4. It's forty nine ninety nine. It features four jets, a full metal jacket. It looks like an oversized... Uh, Zippo lighter, really. Uh, completely made out of metal. You've got uh, easy adjustment at the bottom and also a cover. It's a, it's a high-end lighter. It's going to cover so that you don't get dust yeah. know, in your butane fill like you did in your iPhone that we had to get my special charger out to be able to charge. Yeah. Because you got a dust. going away, and I uh, do not have a full charge on my phone. I want a full You're charge. You're going to have a full charge. I call this lighter the fat man's pocket lighter. Yeah? Because it's really a table lighter. Yeah. But for a big guy like myself, when I pull out a regular-sized pocket lighter... It feels small. It feels small. Yeah. So this not only impresses the ladies when it's in your pocket, but it's a fat man's (laughs) pocket lighter. That's right, ladies. (laughs) Mine's box-pressed for your pleasure. There we go. So, Chuck, how's the Pats looking? They win this, they go to the Super Bowl, period. That's right, Dave. Yeah. And last week, you know, you asked me about the Houston game, the the Texans game, and I told you, frankly, you guys heard it here first. You had a hot take on the game. I was worried. I told you it'd be close. Now, granted, they won by 18 points, but for anyone that watched the game. They covered the spread. It was a lot closer than that for three and a half quarters of football. Yeah. You know, Um, this game, my gut, I was just telling the guys here in the audience, feels a lot better. I, I think. Wow, and this one, is a, this one could go either way. It's their best competition they've yeah. faced all season long, as far as talent goes, opposition, yeah. all that. Um, but listen, the thing about the Patriots, if there's anything to respect, it's their ability to respond to adversity. You yeah. know, anytime they, they, they play poorly, it's bulletin board material. They use that. They, they, they find strength in their weaknesses. There were a lot of weaknesses that were exposed last week. I think they come out tomorrow fired up, motivated, and just determined to not only win, I didn't, but win big. I didn't watch the game, but it sounds like you're saying that they seemed like they struggled a little bit. Oh, big time. Big so, time. But even even given the 18 points, yeah, they yeah. struggled. They, yeah, and that was, typically in history, when you look at the Pats, historically, they tend to come back from a struggle yeah. with a victory, yeah. even if they won. That's right. So that, Rarely did they play back-to-back as shows. My prediction, shows. My prediction, somebody loses by a missed field goal. Oh, wow. Late in the game. Well, this is our go-to. I have, a, I have a prediction as well. I have a prediction. <laughs> Barry Stein watches every second, second. of the game so tomorrow. See, last week I went to a place that had the game on, but I sat with my back to the TV. How's wow. your neck feel? Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's a little sore. It is. Yeah. Jonathan, I'm going to raise you one. Not only does he watch the entire Patriots game tomorrow, he's going to watch the other game, the Falcons and Green Bay Packers game. If I was a betting man, that's a game I would bet the over. Over it's like sixty, right? I would still bet the over. I don't even so know the, what the that total means. of the points are saying. Vegas is saying that uh, the over under is sixty points. Are they combined going to score more than sixty points or less? That's a lot of freaking points. Right. But Vegas always knows. I know they always know. They, they get a close no matter what. Uh, very, the very over with a tease. 
I think our new administration is a fan of the Patriots. You do? I think it was brought up more than anything else. He called called out Robert Kraft at the uh, pre-inauguration. He said Tom Brady called him again to congratulate him. And Belichick. He mentioned mentioned Belichick Belichick three or four times. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we know in four years he will not win the Pittsburgh vote. (laughs) (laughs) So there we go. Dave, who do you like tomorrow, by the way? I hope the Patriots win, of course. I don't know enough about football to know, but I understand that this team has a big defense. It's hard to score against them, and you're saying the over to begin with anyway. But um, they're tough, and this is going to be their toughest game, even if they win it and get in the Super Bowl. Their toughest game is tomorrow. That's right. Yep. Yeah. One and done or one of the championship. This is it. And it's a home game, so that's good. That helps. Yeah. Yeah, that helps. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see the play, and uh, in the meantime, uh, if if you is there is there a, a championship already that they won the division, and there's a ring or something for that, or is that would be the conclusion of tomorrow's game. If okay. They win. That's called the it's the AFC championship game. So the Super Bowl is between the AF, the best AFC team and the best NFC uh, NFC team. The thing so. is, tomorrow's a team trophy. Yeah. The ring comes at the Super Bowl. I want Chuck Morrison to get a Super Bowl ring. Mm. He deserves one. He deserves three already. Amen. <laughs> and he should get one. And I remember you saying, they, they said, oh, we're going to have something for you yeah. or something. Was there anything ever? Nothing. Nothing. And I'm not going to bring that up. I'm bringing it up. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll talk about it here, but, yeah. you know, in front of the powers that be, it's like, Jeez, how do you, you remember uh, that conversation we had? Whatever happened, that was his son, right? Kraft's son? Yeah, who's basically the man in charge. Yeah. I mean, he's the one running the, uh, running the ship. No, Chuck, the you know, I know we didn't get one to you, but we yeah. got something special for you. Maybe I'll have to put a bug in his ear tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for that special one from remember last time. Remember that conversation time? we had? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. No, he doesn't remember, but <laughs> unfortunately, so... Okay, that is that there. Uh, right now, it is time for the offer of the day. The offer of the day, the Don Raphael offer of the day, is brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? So, um, I'm going to go with this one here because this was brought to us by um, a customer, I believe. Yeah, Joel. Joel, who, who asked us before we left, he says, I have a good one, and this is $1,000. $1,000, and it's a punch. You'll take a punch from Mike Tyson today. So not the old Mike Tyson. The old, the, not, not the not old Mike days Tyson of Mike Tyson. prime. Yeah, this is the old Mike Tyson of today. Mike Tyson, who's almost 60, stands in front of you and unleashes the fury with his right with, hand. With a glove on. Now, so are, we talking about, are we talking about some sort of cross? Whatever he's going to do, he's got one punch on you. I don't want, I'm not doing it for the uppercut. And you'll give <laughs> you'll him. have no teeth. And but I'm, I'll take a straight punch for a grant from Mike Tyson now. You would. You, you, it's not a straight punch. It's whatever he ends up. No, because he'll pick up. the uppercut and it's over. It's lights out, no teeth. I mean, you'd be so you don't know. tasting food so through your nostrils. No if you don't know, I am not, I'm not in. Okay, if I get to pick the punch, punch, I'll take it. Just to say, I took a punch from Mike Tyson. Would you do it for free? <laughs> no. no, no, no. I didn't think about it. But, but you're no. saying so. It's about the thousand dollars because you're saying no. Just so I could say I took a punch by Mike Tyson, but no, you wouldn't do it for free. No, because I figure I'm going to need at least a thousand dollars worth of dental work afterwards. With, with, uh, when I was a kid, there were only even now at 60 years old, you think he's got a punch like that? Yes. Oh yeah. 
Just too, so many years of doing yeah, it. He's still in shape for the most part. Yeah. I mean, he's got a little bit of a belly now, but he's, he's still muscular. He's a beast. Chuck, you taking a punch from Hell thousand? no. Negative. Absolutely not. I, I don't care if it's Mike Tyson today or 20 years from now. I'm not take, I wouldn't take a punch uh, from 20 years from the, now. The I'll factor, take any punch he the gets. The factor of saying that he, he punched me. Yeah. I kind of like it. <laughs> I, you know, do you get to you, wear a mouth guard? Chuck, you say, just every time the Patriots do anything, I, I use a picture that yes. I have of whatever it is. Yeah. I could use this forever. That's true. This is, yeah, you could get some street cred with it. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell do you need and with I think street I do it cred? For, I, and I don't want the thousand either. You just do it. Yeah. For free. I, I would probably say to him, okay, here's the deal. You can punch me once, but I get to punch you once. There you go. That's not on the offer of the day. That's... But I would say to him as I do, and he says, no, you're not going to punch me, which would be great. And I'd say, oh, okay, you punch me then, and I won't punch you back because it's Mike Tyson. He wouldn't accept the punch from me. So if he said no, it would be even better. But if he did, I'd get to punch him too. Which would be kind of cool. After they wake me up, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, is he coming back in three weeks? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Drink the rest of your meals through a straw. No. It's not going to be. If he gives with, you with an uppercut, if he gives you an uppercut, he's going to knock me out. You're not a boxer. Your teeth are going to clinch together. I'm going to put a mouth guard in. We're ready to there's the nothing in the offer of the day that says <laughs> mouth said guard. Gloves and a whole bit. The same legitimate. You know, it's well, not. I get be to fit. wear a mouth guard. It's a whole different thing. But you got to stand there with your arms by your side, or behind your back. No, I'm going to do it just like boxing. I'm going to. Oh, cover. if I can cover up, <laughs> yeah, I'll take a punch from Mike. I'm changing my answer. I didn't know you could. I didn't know we Do were whatever you want. You boxing, take the punch. Mike Tyson. He's going to punch you. You got one punch. Go ahead. It's not going to be put your hands behind your back. Is it a jab? Can he jab he can first? do whatever he wants. So he could jab, jab, jab. One punch. Swack. One punch. And you're saying the jab. whole gear. Are Jab's we talking about the headgear too? No. No. So this is not an this Olympic a, challenge. Th- nope. This is like a regular boxing match. He gets one punch on you. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Now you're doing I it. I get to wear the mouth guard. I was nervous he was going to knock all my teeth out with that uppercut. And he's still mine. Gary's doing it for the thousand. I'm you're out. doing it. You're still out no I'm matter what. I'm, I'm not taking I'm a in. punch from Tyson. Are you kidding me? I'm doing it. Bring it on, Mike Tyson. I'm telling you, come over here. And if you dare, let me punch you <laughs> once, too. That's it, right? I'm calling I'll, you out, buddy. I'll let you punch me. <laughs> Call him Mike Tyson. That is the Don Raphael offer of the day. Taking a punch from Mike Tyson. So looking at our calendar ahead, I'm leaving right after the show, going to the Dominican Republic. Got a flight out right away. Logan? Out of Logan to New York to the Dominican Republic. The over is 60% chance that he doesn't make it back in time for the show next week. Aye. That's what Vegas I'm coming is back us Thursday. Ni- I'm coming back Thursday night, but, you know, snow and things that end up happening. Who yeah, knows? Yeah, so yeah. everything's ready for the show. Back for next week. If I don't make it back anyway, Oliver Nouveau from United Cigar is going to join us. We're going to smoke a couple of his cigars. And uh, moving ahead to the following week will be the attempt at a world's record live here on the Cigar Authority. And we I'm have ready. the current record holder gonna in the queue. Us. He's going to join us? Um, he hasn't gotten back to me yet. Okay. All right, we'll see if that ends up happening. The following week after that, me and Mr. Jonathan will be leaving before the show to Nicaragua. And it's, it's all on you. Yep, it'll be me, Chuck, and uh, Derek. Will it be Chuck? Will it be, Barry? Well, the fourth is the Super Bowl, not the 11th. Oh, correct. Correct. Oh, all right. So even if they win. Even if they win, Chuck will be here. Yeah. Okay. He might not be here on the fourth, but he'll be here on the 11th. Do you, end up, do you get to go on the parade and stuff when they do the parade? Are you part of that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yep. Nice. But no ring. No ring. For the record. Yeah. 
Well, it's not like you tackled anybody. Part True. of everything, he has to dress up, go on the plane, go wherever they go, do everything. Part of the team, you have to abide by all the team rules. Absolutely. But yet, no ring. Yeah. Do they drug test you? No. Like they do the players? No. See, there's, there's why he doesn't get the ring. No drug yeah. testing. They believe that. I, I heard a thing on the radio about <laughs> that, that when he was in Colorado, yeah. there was something going on with Chuck Morrison in Colorado. It was brought up many times. Yeah. yeah. Many times. So I don't know what was happening with there. But uh, early thoughts on the Padron. There is a sweet- $6.60. There is a sweetness to it. And uh, I believe that is because of the Maduro. Although I find the natural also has some sweetness but tends to be a little on the spicy side. This is more sweet than spice. I say about this cigar, long finish. Mm. It stays in your palate. The taste stays on. You blow the cigar out. I'm going to be smoking this cigar on all the day. plane. I, it'll be stuck with me all day. It's a long finish. And that's finish. not a bad thing. That's a great thing, I think, with the cigar. Some people, apparently, you know, this is a big-selling cigar. Not only the size, the whole line is a big-selling cigar. This is what people like. Mm. Long finish for me. When I'm done, I'm done with it. I don't know if I like the long finish. It's a little long, but I'm getting some coffee notes. A little bit of espresso. You know what I have <coughs> was like a... Um, little mineral. Not like, a, like a spicy apple. I had like a spicy apple, like an apple pie, but like... Are you trying a little to take bit. my job over there? You're getting this? Come on. No, I'm not getting it. That's Absolutely you are. Heavy, right? Yeah, it's definitely heavy. Yeah, this is an eight and a half out of ten. With that, I'm not quite at that eight and a half yet. I'm still I'm hovering around five right now. Five? You say a medium, straight medium, right now? Yeah. Heavy cigar. Nice. Yeah, I'm thinking six, seven. Wow, I'm with Dave. I'm going eight, eight and a half. Yeah. <coughs> it's smooth. It's balanced. People like this. This uh... Chuck got into my head. So when you're, when you're making when you're making oh the really apple with pie, the flavor. You're making the apple pie, and you peel <coughs> the Granny Smith apple, and you just take a little bit of the peel, and you pop it in your there mouth. You that place where the peel and the apple meat meet, there's a little of that going on here. Yep. All right, let's go to break. And when we come back, uh, when no smoking laws go into place, what economic impact do they have? Some studies show little to none. I feel otherwise. We're going to try to roll back uh, and uh, allow restaurants in New Hampshire to actually allow smoking again. We'll touch on that when we return. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up. 
the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit DiamondCrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar-making process. Padron Cigars, they give you the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. This is Mr. Jonathan Carney with the Florida Minicana Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we are back live from the La Florida Dominicana Cigar Studios. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, voted the 2016 Ambassador of Cigars Award from Cigar Journal. And a broadcast now over six years running, almost seven years running, Creeping up. about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. What is the impact when our government tells a businessman how his business should run? Uh, it's usually not good. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. We're going to touch on that a little bit. And uh, Barry, okay? Uh, I think so. Okay. All right. Um, On July 1st, 2007, New Hampshire, the live-free-or-die state, implemented a no-smoking law in all restaurants. um, And basically, the bottom fell out at that point. We lost lots of restaurants, went out of business. Lots of restaurants went out of business. Um, I have a lot of uh, restaurant owner friends and things uh, who told me their average ring, in other words, how much each patron spent 
dropped. You know, somebody uh, runs out to have a quick cigarette. A lot of these places didn't allow cigar smoking anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, or would stay and have a cup of coffee and, and the dessert along with a cigarette or something. That went away. Come on, let, let's go. And they want to leave, and it ends up dropping the... True. Um, I, skip the <clears throat> I skip dessert when I go out to dinner because I want to get out and go enjoy a cigar and a drink. There we mm-hmm. go. So they'll do it, do it somewhere else. So the average... You've never skipped a dessert a day <laughs> in your life. It took you long enough. Here we go. <laughs> I, I had to compose myself for a second. I almost had a stroke. Um, but it, it, it happened, and, um, you know, it was weird that the Restaurant Association didn't fight it when this uh, law came about in 2007. I fought by myself again. And uh, tough, tough uh, battle to end up winning. And, uh, you went and fought against... Restaurants turning non-smoking. Yes. But you don't own a restaurant. Correct. Right. Correct. But that speaks to the fact that you understand that when a, a government agency goes after one group, the next group is going to follow and the next group is going to well, follow. Well, the, the real reason behind it was that I am not a restaurant owner, but I am a business owner. Yeah. And I don't want the government telling me what to do, what, what, what hours to open my business, right. um, you know, di- how much to pay the employees, what to do, you know, all these different things. I don't want them to tell them to do because, to be honest with you, almost everything they touch turns bad. Right. They're not very good at business, period. That's it. Yeah. The post office, they have, they're the only ones that deliver meal from place to place, and they lose money. They're bad at, very, at business. Right. Now, let's take a restaurant that is now out of business. <clears throat> that restaurant could have become a smoking restaurant. And they would allow smoking, and maybe they would ha- make them put a big sticker on their window saying, warning, uh, smoking is happening in this restaurant. And let's say I was going out to dinner with my wife and daughter uh, who don't like smoking. We wouldn't go to that restaurant. But when I wasn't with them, I decided I want to go. You and I are going. Let's go. We like smoking. Yeah, so we'd end up going. And it would be a niche thing that somebody could survive. Right. And this is the whole thing that's happening, what we're looking to do in New Hampshire. We're playing a little offensive. Usually when uh, you're in the tobacco business, you play defensive all the time. A bill comes up and it says, uh, for instance, in New Hampshire, they're looking at a 67% cigar tax in the state. So where was I? <clears throat> on uh, Thursday, I was at the Capitol fighting um, and uh, talking to them and saying wh- how this is going to impact um, the state and how it's going to impact uh, my business and what's going to end up happening. Well, when it comes to um, the restaurant, how that is going to impact them is, uh, you know, listen, there's restaurants out there before this law took effect that says there's no smoking in the restaurant. And I have no problem with a restaurant Absolutely. saying that. The, the owner of the restaurant decided this is it. The owner of the restaurant decides we're not serving meat. That's okay with them, too. Yep. Yep. If, you know, whatever they decide they want to do, they're running their own business. You're not it, going there. but Because I want to have meat. Correct. Right. Um, but that's your choice you know to what? vote there's with gonna, your wallet. Uh, there's going to be vegetarians that are going to love that restaurant because the, there's no chance the meat is going to touch their plate or anything right. like that. So good for them. You took away a whole segment of somebody surviving in their business. And the impact was dramatic here in New Hampshire from the people that I know. But then there's reports that come out there that say um, the, the impact on uh, smoking in restaurants and bars, in, in, and bars also, right. um, did not affect them. I don't believe it. You know, and I ha- well, there, I are have- no, there are no bars in the state of New Hampshire. 
you have to be a restaurant. Correct. And then they can have a bar section that's in there. Do you think that affects the bar section of the restaurant? Of, of course. course it does. Of, of course. course it does, and it did. And that, we're talking about New Hampshire now because that's where I am of there. But I think it impacts it across the globe, across the state to state. That, that this is what's going to happen. There's more people going to say, nope, I'm going to watch the game in my man cave uh, as opposed to um, go, go to, to the, the bar where I can't smoke uh, or whatever. And there's ways to skew the data because what they'll do is five, six years after the law goes into effect, they'll, sit, they'll show the growth from two, 2009 mm. until 2010 yeah. and so forth, and they'll say, okay, this is the data. Well, they don't tell you that they're not using the data from the year that they impose this. And sneakily, they do it in the middle of the year. Right. So it, it, the data isn't going to be as affected as you're coming up on Christmas, which is going to be the busier time. The data is, is, is hard to come by. Um, does it impact gambling, for instance? Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone Absolute. knows that degenerates like to smoke. Too far? Yeah. Absolutely too far. <laughs> well, I, I went to one of the casinos in, in Connecticut, and they do have a smoking section. And I was sitting at a table with five people, four of which were smoking cigarettes. The dealer had an yeah. issue with me smoking a cigar. There's, it's always, it's uh, always been. And they had to uh, change the dealer. With the cigars, yeah. Uh, research on casinos in Illinois found that revenue declined by 20% following the uh, statewide smoking ban. In 2014, a report in Oregon office uh, concluded that the statewide smoking ban was a contributing factor in cause, causing massive declines in lottery revenues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so over and over and over, we see uh, Atlantic City uh, go smoke-free, and it's just about shut down at that point. As for revenue, are they justified? I say no. Uh, post your policy, and then let the consumer decide. Believe me, you, will make, you, the restaurant owner, will make that decision real fast. If you had a non-smoking restaurant and half your business went away, you'd say, oh, let me go back to non-smoking. If you're a struggling business and they ended up uh, making a no-smoking policy and now you're out of business, maybe that's what ended up happening. Isn't the reality of this law in New Hampshire that one restaurant wanted to go non-smoking and was afraid that his business was going to drop so dramatically that he pushed to make a state law? Absolutely happened. I was there. I mean, we had a restaurant that was there that was non-smoking. He was making the argument that he gets all the best employees and his place is busy all the time and this should happen to every single restaurant should become non-smoking. And my argument to him was, why would you want to give up that edge that you have over everybody else? And he had no answer. Because it's not true. Because it's not true. He wanted no smoking. He was losing to the smoking restaurants. Therefore, he wanted everybody to do what he did. That's the problem. Don't let make everybody do what they do. Uh, Next thing you know, uh, total ridiculous outdoor uh, smoking bans that happen and all that. So uh, I'm not good with it. I think there's a whole untapped market here in New Hampshire of places that could allow smoking. And if that ends up happening, people will be coming from Boston to dine here in New you Hampshire. You end up with the another edge. that happens. You yep. end up right. with another edge. So this is our argument to them. Who knows where it goes? There is a bill to make this happen. Uh, I was there to say that I support it. Let's see what ends up happening. Every restaurant, if they choose, can all stay non-smoking. We would just give you the option to choose that if you want. I guarantee you restaurants will open just to allow that to happen. Restaurants will be opening. Yes. P- Big restaurants out of Boston will be coming up here building them yeah. to be able to have that happen. 
So uh, imagine if you could go to a steakhouse and at the end of your steak, light up one of these padrones. Oh my god, I used oh. to. I used to. Wouldn't that and be it was and, and it was fantastic. So I won't go as far as to say, listen, when you're in the, the tube of the airplane, I'm about to get on an airplane. They used to be smoking in airplanes. And that wasn't that long ago, believe it or not. That was uh, I don't I don't have it in front of me. I did have it here when, when the airplanes happened. Two thousand. Um, all domestic and international flights in two thousand went non smoking. Um, and, and, and I, that that you've got to be okay with because yeah. you're in you a an there's no enclosed environment. There's no there's no real ventilation. I know you're in an airplane, but if you ventilate yeah. an airplane, you lose pressure. Yeah, right. Th- there's something to and that. there's no place for the non-smoker to go. Yeah. In this case, go to the non-smoking restaurant. This other obscure right. restaurant opened somewhere else. Who are you to go into this place? Nobody asked you to go. You were not forced to go, and allow that to end up going there. So th- that is our argument. We'll see what ends up happening. It's a long shot. I know it's a long shot. But everybody always plays defense, 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 because we're in the cigar industry and things are thrown at us all the time. And there's two bills right now hurting the cigar industry that we're fighting. But we threw a little offense out there, too, and says, while we end up doing that, what about allowing somebody to open a smoking restaurant? Why not? Brilliant. Why yeah, not? It's brilliant. It's well, we'll see, we'll see how it uh, takes off uh, in the, in, in what kind of economic impact that happens. Remember, the, the, the uh, state of New Hampshire is in the liquor business. They sell liquor. Right. And that's why I brought those li- liquor facts up that say, well, how did it affect bars and things like that? Well, you know, one thing to the state of New Hampshire is saying, you're going to make money if you allow this to happen because other places are going to open yeah. and they, they're going to end up uh, drinking more, which is what you're looking, looking to accomplish. Here's the reason. Reasoning Almost sounds it. like that would be a negative to... Uh a government, that they're going to make money because they're just not used to it. They wouldn't know what to do if they had a surplus. Well, this is the interesting Never thing. Happens. When, I, when I go speak before them, this, this was the House um, of New Hampshire who filed the bills against the smoking. And when you meet with them, it's the Ways and Means Committee. And the, so you understand what the Ways and Means, it's the Ways and Means that the state operates. It's financial. This is what they're talking about. So the beginning of the meeting is, becomes everybody telling us how bad everybody knows how bad smoking is. And cigar smoking in this case, because that's what they're trying to tax. And they say, we all know cigar smoking is bad for you. It's not my turn to talk. I want to yell out. Right. Say, no, we Whoa. all don't know he that. Wants to, yeah. He wants to open his briefcase and pull out 750 printed pages. Absolutely. That, that, they, wrote, that they wrote. You know, <laughs> but, but it's not my turn to end up speaking. But, you know. Wow. He, but this is how they talk. They talk wise. M- m- yeah, much like uh, a lot of media does and Twitter and things like that, that people just put out this oh, information. Oh, it's all spin. They're just spin. Yeah. yeah. It's, that's not the fact <laughs> of the thing. But then I get up there and I say, this is the Ways and Means Committee. This is what we're supposed to talk about. You want to get into health aspects, I'm prepared to do it, and we can go on for hours and hours discussing it. But th- because this is the Ways and Means Committee and I have three minutes to talk, I'm going to talk to you about the ways and means for the state to awesome. make money. Awesome. And taxing us is going to get you zero, and here's how, why it's not going to. And by allowing cigar smoking to happen, then here's how you're going to make money. So here's the difference of mm. the two things. And then they get up and they say it's bad for you. Outlaw it. If it's that bad for you, if you truly believe and you have proof, you have evidence that says this is bad for you, make it illegal. But nobody's trying to say that. Oh, no, no, we're not trying to do that. That's because... It's all about the money. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's about the money. Well, is it, though? Because if it was, they'd listen. 
again, the, and, the and, government, no, because, they don't know how to run businesses. Yeah, and there's, and there's four, unfortunately, in the House of New Hampshire, there's 400 of them. Right. You can't get to every single one. You, you, you might turn a couple, but you just... No, they the have they there. have preconceived notions. They they are ignorant on the on the facts of the case, and they just go with what it is. And, it, and it's a feel good type of thing. Oh, we're just going to beat up on tobacco people. That's it. And I had said, um, listen, if you end up at, um, adding that tax, I made the same threat I made to Massachusetts. Uh, if you do, I'm going to shut the stores down. If you add the tax, and I'll fifty percent of the income in the state of cigars. And if you do it, I'm closing up. And the other ones that hang on, it will be, won't be long before there's nobody left, and that's the way it's going to end, end up. So the guy that ends up forming the bill gets to speak last, and he gets up there and he said, um, um, you know, I, I never went into two guys' locations before. I'd driven by a couple of them before, big, beautiful buildings in great retail spots. Somebody will rent those spots out. It won't hurt retail business. And by the way... Um, the man that, wow. that spoke here looks like he's ready to retire anyway. This is what he said, and I go, "What?" The uh, there was a there was a wow. social media rumor floating around. Yes, for, so, uh, so if you heard solid twenty four hours, that yeah. Dave was was planning on retiring, and that was just because this <laughs> jackass yes. from the, from the house ends up saying, <laughs> not, "I'm ready not, to retire. I'm fifty six. I'm not going anywhere." He's not going to retire if he makes it to eighty. Yeah, and I will make it to eighty just to out screw spite, him out of, out of spite, spite to him. Make it to 80 both in life and in business. There we go. Well, see, this is – and I don't want to get too political here. It's kind of too late for that. But this is why I like Trump. He's got the business acumen. He's, he's, he's got the sense to hopefully run this government like a business to better manage the books, bring in some yeah. revenue, the yeah. tough, stop driving it away. The tough thing about the thing on Trump that could backfire is he is going to return an awful lot of power back to the states, which – if you got a state that is pushing for the wrong things, well, you're in trouble. Let's, let's but. not turn it into a political thing and get ourselves in trouble. Right, but, right, but the fact of the matter is I think there's a different educational mindset of a person who signs the front of a check than the person that signs the back of a check. Well put. It's a different mindset of that person. And I want to listen to the person that's, that's writing the checks yeah. because he knows business. Yeah. Because he's paying the money out. The person on the receiving end just wants, I want more, I want more, I want more. I want to get more and do less. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see what happens there. Uh, but uh, with that said, uh, Barry's running in and out. He's having a little uh, not feeling little all that good. trauma, Barron's? He doesn't have his mic on. No. So I can, no. I can we, we don't have to bring it up, nor do we want to hear it. But that ding, ding means it's time <laughs> for the matchup of the week. Brought to you by VS. VS means versus, and it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair cigars, who would win this hypothetical battle? So today it is I Dream of Jeannie versus Bewitched. So Jeannie versus Samantha. In a stripper off. In a jello wrestling match. Nice. In their prime, in their prime also, I Dream of Jeannie in Bewitched. Jeannie versus Samantha. In a Jello wrestling match. So uh, Jeannie was a very slight woman, and Samantha had a little more going on. She was a little curvier. She certainly appeared to weigh more. So I have to give the weight advantage to the curvy Samantha. Samantha bewitched. 
the curve was Jeannie in the bottle, nah, right? she yeah. was very she slender. Was I mean, she was no, a practically she had, a toothpick. Oh, are you what? kidding me? She had she the belly showing the belly. Some guys were only looking at the belly. I'm more of a hips guy, so I was always looking at the hips. You're out and of your mind. Take, take Samantha, Samantha has it. You didn't say which one would I rather do. You said which one wins in a jello wrestling match. <laughs> the thicker, heavier woman wins. Neither of them were thick or heavy at all. Yep. I didn't say they were thick uh, or heavy, just thicker and heavier. It's all relative. All right, you're too young to even appreciate I've this. watched them all. <laughs> I've watched every episode of both shows. Barry Jeannie, hands down, all she has to do is blink and the match is over. What about Samantha with the wiggling of the nose and then you she puts a cover, spell? You could cover her nose. You could prevent her from... Oh, God. Blink, boom, done. They were superheroes, both of them. They were, absolutely. Yes. I didn't realize that they had their powers. I thought we were having the actresses wrestle. They're wrestling, but they can do I whatever still they say want it's, I still as say they were in their prime. I still say it's Samantha. I hear you. She put some spell on Jeannie, Jeannie and it's over. The, the correct answer is Jeannie. And we would win watching Jeannie yeah. wrestle. So absolutely. the real winner is us. Yeah, we, right. we win it all, but Jeannie <laughs> is the correct answer, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> she can grant any wish, so the wish would be that she would win. She can't grant her own wish. Who said that? It's a whole rule of genies. Otherwise, they could wish themselves out of the bottle, and it's all done. There's no genie anymore. Wh- which one had the gay husband? It was oh Bewitched, God. right? Well, Bewitched That's had, why he's rooting for Bewitched. Bewitched had two husbands. Right. Darren. So, and there was a Darren. Dick and then, York. And the and other brother, Darren. Later, the Dick Sargent. Yeah. So... Go ahead. <laughs> no, it, it's that, a layup. <laughs> that joke, that joke wrote itself. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, the winner is Jeannie. Uh, by the way, so how, how do you go to the wrong answer immediately? Because you speak no, because first. you guys, you guys <laughs> wait Step for back. me to talk. No, and then, you jump right in and then listen to the rerun. You are looking at me when you ask, mm-hmm. so I have to assume you're talking to me. You go plus, right to the wrong plus, answer because you don't have time to think. I don't you even just know. Go right for the wrong. I answer. don't even know if Barry's there. It's a fifty-fifty <laughs> shot. He's in and out. You get a 50-50 shot, and you blow it. So I'm dieting because I'm going to do the uh, gastric bypass surgery later this year. So my body's rejecting healthy food right now. I hear so you. I can't wait for the halftime treat to write what's wrong right now. <laughs> All right. That's... Yeah, so you're dieting, but you will do the halftime treat. Yeah, it'll be my he, one cheat he a got, week. He got uh, special dispensation for the treat. Oh, my goodness. So I don't have my phone here, so I can't see the time. We're Just way early. Yeah, we're 14 minutes oh, early. We got, we got a, a long time. So uh, I don't know. I've been talking. I put the cigar down. Padron, huge seller, doesn't need my support or anything. It's, honestly, it's a little heavy for me. Do you remember the first cigar that became your regular, almost everyday cigar? Great question. Because for me, it was Padron. This one? The 2000 and the 3000. 1000 series, so I will say this is the cigar that I smoked almost exclusively for two years. Because I've been in the business for 32 years, it's always been brand switching, brand switching. I never really had an everyday cigar. Even so, when I was a nightclub DJ and I'd grab a cigar before, I would go and do it. I would just get a long cigar that would last a long time and... Bounce around a bit. In those days, it was Romeo and Juliet. It was um, Macanudo, and it was... Um, well, in those days, Macanudo was made in Jamaica. It was pretty yeah. fantastic. Royal yeah. Jamaica, another big one. Uh, you know, but no, I never really had a, a regular cigar. How about Jonathan? I would, I would say that w- 
the cigar that I would smoke the most often when I was a customer early on was Davidoff. I was just enamored with Davidoff. I liked every single size. I tried every single one. It didn't matter if it was Millennium, if it was the Thousand Series, if it was the Anniversary Series. I liked them all. So depending on how much money I had in my pocket, I would always go Davidoff. I would say the most loyal customer that there is is a regular Padron Thousand Series customer. Well, yeah, you can't even talk to them. That's it. They're like, right for it. I smoke They don't care about the new thing. This is what they smoke. That's it. And I look at at Padron. It was very interesting when they came out with their little gift pack that they have four regular Padrones in the gift pack and one anniversary. Almost like, you like Padrones. Now try this because the Padron anniversary goes to another level at that point. Um, Again, uh, this is a great everyday cigar. Always draws good. It always tastes what it tastes like. It's the Mm. same thing. But more for a seasoned cigar smoker. It's not somebody that, you know, I'm not going to take, I'm new at cigar smoking, oh, smoke a regular Padron first. Kind of heavy. I mean, you're a real cigar smoker here. The only knock I have on Padron is sometimes, a couple times a year, when you're looking at the boxes, you can't tell the difference between yes. the natural and the Maduro. Well, they Just, do draw they, a line in the sand. They, they classify they say, it by color period. It. But mm-hmm. I imagine if they were a little low on Maduros at that mm-hmm. point, they move the line a little bit. Mm-hmm. Say, okay. You know, whatever. It's easy enough. Of, it's just a wrapper color, you know, is the difference. Yeah. But, but I'll tell you, wrapper color has a difference in taste. And I'm telling you, I like the Maduro better because it tastes a little sweeter. Right. Which is what makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. You, you get sugar from a tobacco leaf yeah. from, from darkening the tobacco leaf and gets a little more sweeter. I don't think there's another brand that we carry. We've got 1,100 different SKUs down there that the Maduro outsells the natural. Is there any other cigar that was there? Don Benigno would be the only one that would be close. It's about 50-50 on people smoking the natural yeah. and Maduro. Mm. And I think part of that is psychology, right? I mean, the darker cigar looks like it'd be stronger, stronger, not yes. sweeter. Yeah. So this mm. is a guy that likes heavier, heavier cigars. Um, Medium tip. Mine honestly is not. I can feel the strength at this point. I, I would, I would put it at maybe a medium plus. Six and a half. Wow, I'm, de- I'm still, I'm yeah. going. My number's going up. <laughs> yeah, this is an eight plus all day long. It's not a 10. It's not a La Fleur Dominicana. It's right. not, you know, but, boy, it's creeping. And I get a strong on the finish, strong stays, pepper. Stays with you, too. Pepper. Yeah. Um, at one time, they made uh, Padrones in Honduras, and they made it in Nicaragua, both. And it depends what box you got. You look at the bottom where it was made. They had a factory in both places mm-hmm. using the same exact tobacco. And some people wanted the Nicaraguan. Some people wanted the Honduran. I had smoked them back-to-back, one on each hand. It was exactly the same. No kidding. Yeah, they were miles from each other on the border just in case because of political unrest that was happening right. in those countries. So that was the reasoning behind that. But the cigars were I- identical. Really? Yeah, it didn't, didn't matter. It, it reminds me of the days with the Gloria Cubana where people wanted the ones from um, – U.S. from Miami, as opposed to the ones in the Dominican. It was the same exact tobacco and the same exact thing. So it's a mindset. It's, yeah. a, it's a thought of what it is. Um, the um, Years ago, and I don't know if that's the case anymore, Hoya de Monterey, probably our biggest selling cigar, Hoya de Monterey Rothschild uh, and Punch Rothschild. These are before they had cigar bands on them. They were in boxes of 50. And it, w- it was the same exact cigar. They had the Hoya de Monterey for the... West Coast, 
and punch for the East Coast. So I get into the cigar business, and we're selling punch, and it's going good. And my number one skew at that time is punch Rothschild, boxes of 50, no band on them. And people just reach in and grab handfuls. (laughs) That's how they sold. The the old uh, retailers out there remember that I don't care what store you had. That's how they bought both these products. So we're selling punch, and it's going like crazy. It's our number one selling skew. And I hear about this Hoya de Monterey. And I don't know if we had a trade show or something that was on the other coast or something of how I got my horn. And I said, wow, it's the same exact cigar. And I talked to them, and they said, it's the same exact cigar. It's a trademark for the West Coast or the East Coast. And I said, I want to get some Hoya de Monterey's for the East Coast for me. And they said, yeah, you know, okay. And they sent me some, and I put them side by side, and people are trying some, people are trying the other. And when I'm going to be totally honest and tell tell a, a story of what I did, that we didn't have any more of these ones, and I just took some from the punch and put it in the Hoya de Monterey, <laughs> and the guy was happy, but, you know, you don't have any Hoya de Monterey. I said, yeah, I'm waiting for more of those things, and, oh, here he comes again or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. You got him back. I said, it's the same cigar. I told him it's the same cigar, but I like the Hoya de Monterey better. Wow. You like the box, so I'll put them inside the box for you. As opposed to have dirty, them. rotten trick. No, you know what that does? It proves that how much influence the band has. Yeah, well, there's no, no band. band on them, but yeah. Well, the, I mean, the brand, packaging, the packaging, the, brand, yeah. the packaging, the brand. You know, I mean, yeah. Now, Monterey was a wood box with a punch was like a cardboard. Nope, box. same exact. Oh, okay, same exact box, same shape, same everything. One just had the sticker on it that said Monterey, and the other one said. Well, I say band, but I mean that name. The name yes. has so much weight. Yeah. And this is, this is the days before General Cigar, so it was Villazon was the wow, name okay. of the company that, that I had. And I'm going back. I'm in, I'm in the 80s at this point. And um, that's the way it was. And it's incredible. You know, okay, I, I can't get them right now. I still have the empty box. Boom, up, oh, it's filled. Sorry. When I was a okay. kid. And, and then order them for them. The guy buys the whole box and stuff. But <laughs> I get all my crunchiness from my mom. My mom is a hippie, and we would always shop at the health food store. And so I remember looking at a vanilla bean inside a glass tube, like a cigar. And I thought to myself, I want this vanilla bean. I like vanilla. I want to know what real vanilla bean tastes like. So I beg her week after week, and I'm just not letting up. And finally she goes, you're not going to like it, but here. And it's $7 for the vanilla bean. She gets it. We bring it up to the register. I can't wait. We get out to the car. I bust it open, and I start chewing on this vanilla bean. And only because she said I wasn't going to like it, I'm like, I love it. It's amazing. But it was terrible. not. It was not sweet. Not terrible, but it was not sweet. You really had to. You, I acquired a taste for it by the end because I'm convincing myself I like it. But this has that hmm. essence of the vanilla bean without the sweetness on the vanilla part of it. There is certainly sweetness coming off the wrapper, but isolating it down, this is real vanilla coming off this cigar. Uh, I'm I try to, to go there. I have to take your word. Never eaten There's some sweetness no. here, but it's me, black cherry. Get a little bit of that darker cherry. Yeah, a darker cherry you note. And you, and you got some coffee notes. Definitely the it's, coffee. Yeah, yeah. It's have it's coating my palate. I, I know I'm going to taste this when I get to the Dominican Republic. I'll still be tasting this <laughs> cigar. I think. So this is the best selling Padron. Let me ask you guys this: What's your favorite Padron? It is the '64 Toro that he mentioned? The yeah. size is perfect in Maduro. Uh, Padron, 1964, Maduro. Maduro, of any size, but the, the right size Toro. is the Toro is the, is the best. It's a little thicker, 50th, but it's box press, so it's not big in your mouth. 50th anniversary in the humidor, natural. 
is my favorite. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I had not smoked it. and it's Heavy. There was heavy. One, there was one left, so I bought it. And I thought that the Maduro was my favorite, but that one was, it wasn't good. It was great. No kidding. Great. I haven't had that. For me, it was the 64 Anniversario Principe Natural. Gave that 100. 100 rating. 100. Yeah. Yeah. And I got on it because, you know. I we interviewed Barry on that. I wasn't making was a lot of money at the time. And they, they were 850. They yeah. were a short cigar, but they yeah. were 850. They were more, didn't cross that $10 threshold. So that's the first Anniversario I ever smoked. All right. It was special. It really? became my favorite. It's, it's, gr- it's a great cigar. When, when I smoke an Anniversario, I say, why don't I smoke these more often? Very, very good. Um, with this particular cigar, I want to have an Anniversario. I'm smoking the cigar, mm. and I say, it's good. It's so close. But it's not an Anniversario, mm. and I would like to have an Anniversario, which seems to me milder than this. This seems a little more in your face. With strength. Yeah, maybe the Anniversario has five years of age on the tobacco. Maybe this it's has aging. Three. Yeah. Could yeah. be the difference. And the wrapper looks a little bit of a higher grade. Yeah. It's a little bit smoother. It's yeah. a little bit cleaner. And uh, on the Maduro, you could see those little magnesium spots on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rail. Yes. Toothy. Yeah. And just phenomenal wrapper. As you would say in your reviews, it's got a slight tooth, tooth. to it. How does a natural version of this compare? Is it Same exact. Yeah. Yeah, a little milder. A little milder? A little uh, mild. Yeah. I, th- I find the natural to be to have a, a slight more spice to it, whereas this has a little more sweetness. No a little kidding. more sweetness to, to, the, to the Maduro version of it. Be interesting, a blind taste test of the natural and Maduro of this. When I mean blind, put a blindfold yes. on and pick which one is Maduro and which one's natural. I probably can't do it, right? No kidding. That'd be a fun show. That'd be a great show. Yeah, okay. Mark that down. Next we'll time we have maybe next year. George up. We'll do a one-year anniversary of this show, but we'll do a, yeah. a blind. We'll be blind Remember up. we blindfolded Jonathan before on the Absolutely. show? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He was very good. Yeah. There was no way he saw, and he, and he was uh, picking him out. He was very good. Very good. Nailed it. All right. We're going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to have a little halftime treat. Oh, and uh, make Barry feel better. Put a little, little bad into him <laughs> uh, as we light up. What looks to me like the ugliest cigar ever on earth. Uh, Beautifully packaged. We're going to open up the package. We're going to look at it. And once you open the package, you've got one ugly cigar. But we rated it blind. And we rated it huge. Got a big rating. it, It looks ugly, but it tastes fantastic. Huge. We'll unveil that and tell you what it is, who made it, where it comes from. And also, we're going to tell you about the anniversary party. We'll spill the beans about the anniversary party, too, when we come back. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And when you happen to be smoking your Padron 1000 Series, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars as Rafael Nodel has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Raphael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At 
end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera. It will have you calling for an encore. Why was the Sereno Cigar Company named Best Debut Company by many media outlets this year at the IPCPR trade show? Because they prioritize quality over quantity, from farms to factory, to their post-rolling aging process. A cigar is only as good as the time and passion put into it. A process that 20-year-old industry veteran Anthony Sereno knows too well. All Sereno cigars are rolled using the finest hand-selected tobaccos from Esteli in Jalapa Valleys in Nicaragua. All of these fine tobaccos are blended by world-renowned cigar master blender Omar Gonzalez Amen out of the esteemed boutique La Corona Factory. Sereno Royale comes in four different blends, Connecticut, Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. Each blend contains five-and-a-half-year-age fillers that were artfully crafted in 2014, allowing over two years of post-roll aging. These majestic cigars truly are aged to perfection. Get your Sereno Royales today at Two Guys Smoke Shop or go online at twoguyscigars.com. I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. No, no, love. It's called Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal is that it's all about cigars and none of the nonsense that you see in other magazines. It has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. You're going to be impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, great editorials, and it's strictly for the cigar enthusiast. Or, get this, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. Savor this moment, the sparks of conversation, the anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this. A cigar that makes this moment classic. The Avo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf, graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco. Richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors. A duet of two cigar virtuosos. Jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesian and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete Avo line at avo.com. It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. But this box of cigars was not what I expected, one I never saw before, something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift, a gift of a brand of cigars. So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple fermented five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. 
I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. This the crowd is standing on his feet here at Augusta. Is the Cigar Authority. Where are your badges? The Authority. We ain't got no badges. On everything cigar. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. With your host. Ho, ho, slow down there, speed racer. David Garofalo. Put that coffee down. Coffee's the closes only. Mr. Jonathan. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Barry Stump. That guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. Don't. <laughs> and Chuck. Morrison. I went to magic camp. I'm an accomplished ventriloquist. Oh, I am a seventh degree imperial yo-yo master. It's time to light them up. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. It's time. I would rather you just said thank you. For the Cigar Authority. Yeah! And we are back with our number two, broadcasting live from the LaFleur Dominicana Cigar Studios today at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Barry knows what's up in the cigar industry and knows about our halftime treat. I got the information on the big anniversary party and lots more. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only cigar radio show in the U.S. And, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at CigarAuthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, or Podbean.com where you can set it and forget it. And our halftime treat is brought to you by Hostess today. (laughs) It's not brought to you by anything. (laughs) It is. But this is one I can say I thought I had them all. I don't think I've ever had this before. And it's a regular production. It's not a limited release or anything like that. It is called The Zinger. Yep, and today's comes from uh, a listener to show, Heidi, who happens to be my wife. Yeah. Oh. And she saw the zingers, and she figures Mr. Jonathan gets zinged all the time. <laughs> so what better halftime treat than the zingers? And uh, no, no offense, Heidi, I'm not <laughs> eating it. And it's Gary. advertised as being similar to, to Twinkies. It comes in devil's food, raspberry, and today's vanilla. Charles. In the sir. 1980s, an ecto-cooler flavor was introduced in conjunction with the real Ghostbusters cartoon, and in 1989, a green filling was introduced in conjunction with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, it never catches on when they put no. the food coloring. Because you yeah. want it, it's natural yellow. <laughs> it's natural <laughs> yes. yellow. Well, I'll be having as my halftime treat, I, uh, I scored some no freeze-dried broccoli. <laughs> no You've got to participate, man. I'm not doing it. I'm not eating that yellow it's number awful five. small. Yeah. That's I, rem- the other I remember thing. them being bigger when we were kids. Oh, that's broccoli. So it's a Twinkie with, with a frosting on it, it's, it seems to be. I look at it as the yellow Hostess cupcake without the white little swirly things on top. Oh, you, those are uh, trademark. Those are the curly cues. But it's the same on, company. It's Hostess. They yeah. put it on the top of the, it, on that it, confection only. Yeah. Is it trying to be the Sunny Doodle? If so, it is not. Is this broccoli trying to be? Cauliflower? If so, it is not. It's good. It's like a Twinkie with uh, with cake frosting. Yeah, yeah. There's some yeah. similarities to the Sunny Doodle. It's not as spongy, but the flavor is similar. Yeah. The two of you could easily do a Hostess podcast <laughs> for an hour every week and discuss confections. Then we could do away with this halftime treat nonsense. You have a little sugar in between. Mm. You had a full body cigar. Padron, I want a little sugar. Clean my palate. 
calm Barry's stomach down. He's not feeling good. Yep. A lot of benefits here. I think his stomach was nervous about eating this Hostess cupcake, and that's why it was freaking out. Exciting. Excited about it. Butterflies. It was good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. <clears throat> it's fact, a, it's a winner. Healthy all week. I winner, winner. Enjoyed anything. Zinger. What, you, what, what exactly is healthy to you? Uh, some seafood, uh, grilled chicken with nothing on it, <coughs> broccoli, carrots. Yeah, all that crap you eat. Smaller portions. That really is the key. It's portion control. Yep. That is the key. No more ordering from Five Guys for lunch. No more. What would you get at Five Guys? Uh, Everything. Double burger with bacon, cheese, A1 sauce, jalapenos, red onions, and green peppers. Barry knows how to party when it comes to ordering. Small fry. The spicy fries. The Cajun Cajun fries. Oh, that's the home run. Yep. I'm not a fan of their Cajun fries. Oh, you like the bag of nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Walked right into that. (laughs) Just hook, line, and sinker. Winner, winner, hostess, zinger. There you go. All right, so... If you know what this is, this is what the molds look like when they are making cigars. They put the filler in the binder, and then they put it into a mold. They put it down, put some pressure on so it. Nice and for and those of you listening on the podcast, you can see what Dave's talking about on the webcast, either at thecigarauthority.com or YouTube. Yeah. Then they or would, Facebook. Then they turn the cigar after about 45 life. minutes, a quarter turn, so that it, it, it doesn't have a line on it. And then you open it up. And inside is the cigar without the wrapper on it. Mm-hmm. And then they apply the wrapper, and it's beautiful. And it, So they made their box um, looking like that mold. Very ornate. This is the Oscar Habano, because you open it up, and now you know Oscar cigars have a... Leaf by Oscar. Leaf by, by Oscar is fully covered leaf. in a tobacco leaf. Yep. Yeah. So and it's made by Oscar that makes the Habano Oscar. Yep. So, so what we have here is the wrapper, which is a candela, a green, which is what? ugly to begin with. They wrap a green candela around a Maduro cigar. They take a beautiful cigar, and they make it as ugly as humanly possible, and they do a great job at it. I actually like the contrast in the box. It does look nice. Yeah. It looks nice. But I have run a few pe- across a few people who refuse to try it, because they don't think it looks nice. Oh, it looks terrible. <laughs> it, it, it's not even a good leaf. It's, it's, no, a, it's, it's a bad I think, tobacco leaf. I think it has a visual appeal. It stands out on the shelf when it's in the, in the box and it's presented. You look at this and you look at every other cigar next to it, <laughs> just a regular brown cigar with a, a band around it. And this, to mm. me, stands out. Well, it absolutely yeah. does because it sells like crazy. Now, we... Smoke the cigar. With, when you take this off, by the way, the band is, is a regular band is on the cigar. Mm-hmm. But we smoked this cigar, all of us, with no band on it, with a number on it. It did have a white band on it with, with a number on it, and it was part of Cigar Journal Cigar Tasting. Yes. Yes, it was. After the answers come out of what it is, it was all of our highest rated cigar. It In was actually cycle. my highest rated cigar of the year, no which, which is kind of unheard of because we all like different style cigars. Yeah. But we were all in agreement with Whatever this, this was, it was fantastic. And to me, it would be something I would probably not buy with a green Candela wrapper on. I'm just so turned off to the Candela stuff. 
I'm well. It's not a Candela cigar. It just has that outer wrapper. And if you know the Oscar profile, that's what it they do. They wrap has, them in tobacco leaves. It basically has toilet paper wrapped around it. As far as I'm concerned, because the Candela wrapper is negative. <laughs> So you put a, a bad-looking so, Candela wrapper on it, but you're 100% right because people are trying it without being forced to, you know, here, you got to try yeah, well, this. Well, I mean, as you know, when I'm on the sales floor, I whip out my gun and I say, you got to right. try this. That's right. But I don't have to but you with should this cigar. Tr- my point is you should try it. Don't, don't let the green tobacco leaf or any of the negative comments that Dave's making about this cigar dissuade you from trying it. The one thing I like about this cigar and also the leaf by Oscar is once you remove that outer shell, the cigar seems to be far more oily, yes. oilier than you would expect. And I think I think there's something to the mental side of it where it looks so ugly with that tobacco leaf on it. You take it off, and doesn't it make the wrapper appear so much better? Now it's beautiful. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. But they did put a green band on the cigar, which is another negative thing, that, by the way. That I, I agree with, and we've, we've had testing yeah. on that as far as the colors go. Yeah. See, I would call it more of a turquoise. I think there's a little, there's more blue in it than there is green. I think you're colorblind. Yeah, it's definitely Probably. green. Probably. It's green and has some blue writing, but it's green. Um, but it's a Maduro cigar, would you say? Yes. Uh, yeah, a, it's it's a Habano, Habano Oscuro, probably. Yeah. Uh, but it comes from Ecuador, and it's over a binder from Honduras, and the fill of tobaccos from that nation as well as Nicaragua. Very interesting. you got to give the cigar a try. 11-count boxes. Yeah. Maybe the first cigar I've had of the Oscar with the band on it. I know what I'm smoking this time. So we'll see what it's about. Uh, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Has anyone smoked this with the Candela wrapper on it? On it. I'm sure some... I'm sure that when you're smoking your other green products that you got in uh, Colorado, (laughs) that you'd want to try that, but I don't know that that's uh, that's a good play. The cold drawer of this cigar reminds me of the bubble gum that was inside Fleer baseball cards. Not tops, but Fleer. With the powdery thing on it? Absolutely. I see it. Because tops used altogether different bubble gum. They did. They did. Oh, big time. Yeah. Everything was different about it. I never collected baseball cards. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. It does. It has that um, hard stick bubble gum. You could hit somebody in the head with it and crack it. Yeah, I never liked that. Eventually, the gum would break down and it would work. But, I mean, you're just working at it. Yeah, you got to work it. I was a double bubble guy. Or Big League Chew. Big fan of Big League Chew. Yeah. Yeah. But I enjoy the cold draw. Can't wait to light it up. What are we lighting it up with? We're going to light up today with the Lotus T4. Not to be confused with the Lotus T3. I want to say T5, but there is no T5. Yes. Uh, they have. They do have uh, the Lotus T3, which is a more rounded body. The T4 is squared off. It has the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, even though it's a Lotus lighter. You've got a cover on the bottom to keep the dust out of your fill chamber which means you could use this as a pocket lighter. Four jets, retailing for $49.99. The lighter looks like a $150 lighter all day long. And what's really cool about this is you can have them engraved because that stainless steel finish on the front, no problem. Yeah. Big lighter. To empty the, awful lot of 
of gas. You get a half a can in there. Empty the tank uh, before you have any <clears throat> laser engraving. I nicknamed this the Terminator. Well, they have a Terminator later. But T4, T3. Yeah, I hear you. Arnold Schwarzenegger should be representing this later. Maybe. He's been busy. You know, right? I met Arnold Schwarzenegger once. <coughs> really? I didn't know that. In the Padron booth. Ah, oh, that's right. I do remember that story. Nice. Way shorter than you think he is. Really? Like 5'5". Five, five. Come on. Not exaggerating. His profile says he's 6'2 on, uh, <laughs> on Wikipedia. That is an exaggeration. It's kind of like Wes Welker or uh, Julian Edelman. Are they short? No. It's the exact opposite. Okay. So you think they're short, but they're actually... Massive. Yeah. Well, not mad. They're taller than me. Okay, those that are smoking the cigar, it has Honduran tobacco, you said, right? Yes. Because I got a little bit early bite, right? Because I know it's going to calm down, but I got an early bite because I wanted to say, okay, we just had the Padron. What do you think? But this is close to up there right now, but I know it calms down. Yeah, it is is aggressive right on the front of the palate. Yeah. Right on the tip of my tongue, a little peppery component. Mm. Yep. Like if you lick the inside of a habanero pepper. Boom! Right there. Yeah, right at the beginning is is a big early oomph to that. All right, let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for what's What's up up? in the cigar world. Brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. Well, let's start off with the most recent news. Hours after President Trump took office, White House Chief of Staff Reince Priebus announced a freeze on all pending regulations pending review of the Trump administration. Yeah, baby. This includes the FDA regulations on cigars, but it's not the first time something like this has happened, as when Obama took office, he froze all the regulations that came out under Bush. Yeah, so yeah. I'm freeze everything. Let me take a look at it. Don't, don't anybody go forward. This also happened when uh, Obama went to Cuba, and then after he got on a plane, he says, okay, freeze that thing you got happening with cigars until I get back, and then he comes back, and then he lets it go. So, wishful. Are you hope, saying not to get our hopes up? What are you don't saying? Get, don't get your hopes Damn up. Damn it, because they're up. Yeah, <laughs> right. They're up. And, and I, you know, there's, there's another shot we got, yeah. which is this. Playing but, offense, right? But, I mean, but it happens all the time. All right. that this ends up happening. So don't go crazy. Oh my God, this is it. We just saw that happen. Uh, yeah, a lot of people have that feeling right off the bat. And okay, I'm, I'm, I'm happy it is too. But yeah, happens all the time. All right. Also this week, we saw Altria, the parent company of Marlboro, purchase Nat Sherman Holdings. Very interesting. According to a press release, the company does not see any changes forthcoming with the cigar side of things. Yeah. Despite this, the Nat Sherman townhouse and website were closed with notes of under construction, leading to speculation of changes that could affect how business is done. Whoa. So... Let's go back to um, the conspiracy show. The conspiracy Last show year. where I showed Philip Morris coming in and buying Nat Sherman. Boom. Stop it. Yeah. Wasn't a long shot. It makes all the sense in the world, and it does make all the sense in the world. It's not Nat Sherman cigars they're interested in. It's Nat Sherman cigarettes Correct. that they're interested in first off. Correct. And it gets Altria deeper into the cigar industry. 
Last week, we mentioned, uh, was it last week, the week before? The week, last week. Last week, uh, we went through the 500 million cigars that are, that are billion cigars that are made and whatever, and Altria was at the top of the list when it comes to cigars because they own black and mild cigars, a machine-made mm-hmm. cigar. You had Swisher on there yeah. that is number one uh, on all cigars because mm-hmm. they make the most cigars, and they end up buying Drew Estates, and they're in the premium end, and now mm-hmm. here you go, Philip Morris. This is like big-time play here. This is, this is not, uh, oh, they want Nat Sherman's measly little amount of cigar business. Cigars are just kind of the... It's there, but listen, they look at their competitor, yeah. who is Swisher. you got some big players sitting it's here It's a at the keeping top up with the, the Jones type of thing. They, they bought them. They now have, we've got to make a move because you don't do want it. someone to get a bigger market share. So you got Altadis is sitting out there also, another big, big player. If you remember on the conspiracy of, of how that was going to set up, you got Altadis. you got a big boy that I had mentioned before earlier also, which is Japan Tobacco. Yeah, watch yeah. them yeah. and watch Altadis as this goes in. And these things are going, starting to sway together exact. As I expected, some of these things I thought were going to be before the first of the year, it happened after the first of the year, but well, in the first month, though. Yeah, I'm 20 days off right. on this <laughs> without having uh, signed any non-disclosure agreement. I don't know anything, <laughs> but come on, will you awesome. throw me a bone here? Yeah, folks. You got it, man. Awesome. You nailed it. You nailed it. Davidoff, who is uh, corn- <laughs> who has cornered the market in press releases the last couple of weeks, this week announced the release of a limited edition cigarillo called Golden Leaf. And additionally, on the Camacho side of things, they announced BXP, a box first present version of the Camacho Connecticut, Corojo, and Sumatra. People always jump on bloggers when they get it wrong. However, this week, Cigar Aficionado got it wrong when they reported free samples of cigars illegal in certain situations. This is not yet the case, as the document released by the FDA is a guidance that has been open for public comment and is yes. not yet official. Unfortunately, it is not official. It is letting both sides end up uh, jumping in. Of course, the cigar industry is going to jump in and say, yes, we need to have free samples for the business retailer. To business. Business, business to business. business. Yep. And you're going to have the other side saying, no, there's no reason for them to do it, mm-hmm. and they're not allowed to do it when it comes to the cigarette end. Why should they do it special for the cigar people? Mm-hmm. And the fight's going to go on, but they're kind of well, again, poking the Let van. a business run their business. I know. Get your freaking hands out. I know. And, and hopefully they're talking about overregulation. This new, new government is coming in saying we want to stop overregulation. Right. It's overregulation. Big time. And it hasn't gone into effect yet, so stop it before it does. Lastly, while there are currently two states that have raised the smoking age to 21, a handful of states have released bills this year that's only 21 days old. And Texas has joined that fray. Wow. This week, Texas threw their hat in the ring, looking to change the age to 21. And unfortunately, early indications is that the bill has a great chance of passing. Yeah. Yuck. Which is lousy. You get all these states legalizing marijuana, and we got a tobacco age going on. It just, if for anything, I, I would say not only keep it at 18, but bring the drinking age down to 18. Yeah. You know? The, the Again, if you age. can buy a house, yeah. start a family. Drinking age was 18. When I was a kid, the drinking age was 18. You should be. You're an yeah. adult. You're, yeah. You can make adult decisions, but yeah. you can't buy a freaking cigar. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Could it be that they want the whole marijuana thing to be 21 like alcohol is, and in order to do that, they've got to bring the age up? And I'm not defending it. I'm just saying from their point of view, 
Could that be the play You're saying that they're there's making? a logical reason, so let's make all this the stuff 21. Right. Then make, the, then make the voting age 21, too. And make the age to go into the military 21, yeah. too. Oh, no, we're not saying that. That's the argument back to them. I, right. I'm, I'm completely on board with you. I'm just saying yeah. this could be the... No, there, could there, be the, lo- there's no logic. logic. They have no logic. It makes no sense. Yeah. The left hand is... Yeah. No idea what the right hand's doing. It's just... Because it's asleep because they sat on it. They're busting right. out the stranger. And <laughs> that's was up in the cigar world. What's up in the cigar world was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadly filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is... What's up? All right, so here it is. The press release is going out on Monday, Barry. Monday at 9 a.m. All right, so uh, you, you folks that are listening uh, in, uh, two guys, 32nd anniversary, and cigar dinner date is set. Dun, dun, dun. So we have the information. We'll give it to you now. Um, two Guys Smoke Shop of Salem, Nashville, and Seabrook, New Hampshire is celebrating its 32nd anniversary on September 13, 2017. Mark your calendars. And by giving away a custom-built man cave. This man cave is completely finished building, insulated and ready to use year-round, equipped with a bar, humidor, total electric wiring running throughout with four outlets, ceiling fan, light, inside and out. Dude, that's a house. It's a house. You're giving away a small house. Small house. (laughs) Uh, Tiny houses. So Two Guys uh, has be, is known for uh, its uh, elaborate anniversary parties, which no. include everything from giving away a Harley Davidson motorcycle, Hummer H2, a Rolls Royce filled with silver bars, Cadillacs, Mercedes, elaborate trips, a DeLorean, and even a tanker full of gasoline. Uh, it's tough to keep uh, topping year after year, but we think we did it again. We think so. Uh, a dozen premium cigars will be given to each person attending uh, including a Perdomo, Davidoff, Diamond Crown, Hammer and Sickle, Padron, La Flor Dominicana, Recluse, Aroa, Aging Room, Sober Mesa, Sereno, and Atabay. Nice. All which are confirmed. The doors open at 6 o'clock on December 13th at the Burroughs Function Hall in Haverhill, Massachusetts. An expected sold out crowd will be participating in what soon will be a talked across the globe retail event. The biggest names in the industry will not only attend, but they will be part of the entertainment. So we're doing something a little different dun, this dun, time. Dun. <clears throat> the anniversary party includes a five-course dinner, 12 premium cigars, entertainment, meet and greets with the biggest names in the cigar world of handcrafted cigars, and a dozen or more door prizes. Uh, major cigar celebrities expected to attend and confirmed are Nick and Janine Perdomo, Eric Newman, Eric Hansen, J.R. Dominguez, Nelson Alfonso, Scott Weeks, Christian Aroa, Jorge Padron, Lito Gomez, Rafael Nodell, Jim Young, Tony Serino, and Steve Saka, just to name a few. Um, it will be better than years past, is what we're expecting, and will be the hottest ticket in town. We really want to create a lot of fun in... Uh, Excitement in the cigar industry here in New England, and uh, we open this up to our loyal customers. Uh, tickets will be $200 per ticket, and they go on sale on Saturday, May 6th. Saturday, May 6th, tickets go on sale. 
It's a ways away. Mark your calendar. The tickets will sell out on Saturday, that May day. 6th. Absolutely. So you got to come to Two Guys uh, Smoke Shop, or for our listeners, you can call. We'll give you a number then uh, on the show uh, mm-hmm. where to call. Uh, if you're far away and you want to end up coming up for this event, we'd love to, to see you. Um, so uh, you can go to any of the two guys' locations, which is Salem, Seabrook, and Nashua, New Hampshire, and be part of that. So <clears throat> mark your calendars. This man cave is uh, pretty awesome. It, it's, a, it's a castle uh, uh, with collapsible tables and tongue and groove pine interior, uh, ridge vents and uh, uh, trim and blah, blah, blah. I got all the uh, fiberglass and information and things that are on it. But here in New England, we have a short window of cigar smoking time that we can do it or else you got to stand outside. So what we're going to try to do is extend the life expectancy of cigar smoking right. season uh, by giving one of the winners um, this man cave, but we have prizes for the other people within the group. And uh, Very elaborate. Yeah, rather than the... Um, We'll tell you all about it after it's over because we're going to hold a lot of secrets. <laughs> Too uh, many surprises to, to, to uh, let out. But it, it's pretty interesting, and it, awesome. it's hard to keep, keep coming up with stuff. But I think we nailed it, and uh, I look forward to it myself. I'm excited, and I know uh, my friends in the Dominican, when I get there, uh, if they're listening now, are going to be asking lots of questions. I'm, uh, I'm keeping a lot of secrets to myself. Good. But it's going to be fun. It will have a good time. But right now, while you're enjoying life to its fullest, it's important to be debonair. And how to be more debonair and gentleman-like is Gentleman Chuck Morrison. You need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts. Switch on your electronic devices. Gentlemen. And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with, wait for it, suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen, playoff football is here. And as we all know, no one's been paying more attention than our very own Barry Stein. That is correct. Just kidding, brother. <laughs> Best boycott ever. But with championship football here, today, gentlemen, a rule on being debonair in sports, in life, and yes, in business. And it's this. Lose with dignity and celebrate with grace. Should you celebrate publicly or privately? Well, it ultimately depends on what kind of accomplishment it is. When an accomplishment is that of a type that places people in classes, such as salary raises, grades, promotions, it's best to keep your celebration private. But on the sports field, like a championship game, for example, celebrate away. However, the debonair play here, act like you've been there. Yes. Acknowledge and praise your competition. Thank those who helped make it happen and celebrate with grace. A debonair gentleman knows not only how to lose with dignity, but celebrate with grace. Politics? Politics is a great example. There we go. Publicly. <clears throat> watch it, boys. Act like you've been there. I was uh, pleasantly surprised at the, um, the people that showed up yesterday yeah. and uh, smiles on their faces. You know, they not only wished they, they were there and, you know, it was them, but... 
they, they did it good. Yeah, I think you know, for I the agree. most part, you know, and shame on the people that boycotted and and all that. Ridiculous. It makes you look bad. Uh, you have no debonair in you at all. Right. And the people that did it, and there, there was some major players there that showed up and. They did the right thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, today you see marches and protests. Give the guy a chance. Whether yeah. you like him or hate him, you've you got to unite here. You, it's not even a day into the office. It's not yeah. even 24 hours. He's our president, brother. Yeah. You've you got to give him an opportunity here. But anyways, guys, that is the Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question every single time, are you debonair enough? I think if you guys have been following my Facebook posts, I am debonair enough. You've calmed down this year. <laughs> you're being the kind of gentler this is, Mr. Jonathan. This is Mr. Jonathan 2.0. Except for when you're in the office and you say, he did what? I'll think, here's what I'm going to end up doing. And, huh? You were a little on the thing, and then, yeah. then you tell What's me how you calm down. Mr. Jonathan? Little it's, stuff. Business shit. All yeah, right. it's different. It's different when it so comes to Oscar Habano reminds me of a Charleston chew. Ah, yeah. little dark chocolate, little caramel going on. I think you got it, Barry Stein. <laughs> I'm going in a totally different direction, Barry. And the burn line is really unfrozen, thin. unfrozen, and unfrozen Charleston chew. Absolutely. So you're trying to sway me, and it's not going to work because I'm getting. Can you taste it? Sweet and spicy, grilled eggplant. Oh God! A little thyme, a little white pepper, some cumin, some cloves, some sweet cinnamon. <laughs> not at all. Not Charleston chew at all. No, you're wrong. It's Charleston chew. It's pretty nailed it. Um, I have a perfect burn line, yeah, razor sharp. Mm. It's really something to look at. As ugly as it was before you end up taking that off it and everything, um, beautiful. I think it's more delicious knowing what it is than yes. when we didn't know what it was. Right. And strength-wise, I'd say it's a six. It's a little more than medium, just a little bit. Started off that aggressive. It I did. told you, come right down. Yeah. Yeah, that's the Honduran. And when that happens to you, I don't know what it is, a Honduran tobacco. It always is. When that ends up happening, I go, hmm, that's Honduran tobacco. You know, especially not knowing uh, what it was when we did it for Cigar Journal. Sure. Oh, it's got some Honduran tobacco. And then you start thinking of Honduran companies. This is not one that I thought of. Uh, they're using Honduran tobacco. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Okay, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to take a peek into the asylum, the classic three-way, along with some letters in the mailbag, some stuff against me. Yes, it is. Uh, We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. 
As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Provider number nine from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General Warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake. Jose Dominguez, not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. In 1848, in honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron, Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. Hi, guys. This is Omar de Frias, owner of Fratello Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority, the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Beautiful. And Beautiful. we are back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios today at Two Guys Smoke Shop 
in Salem, New Hampshire. We got letters and an insane story in the asylum. And guess whose birthday it is? Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. We're smoking the Oscar Habano Fantastic Cigar, talking about it during the break. Very uh, good. They're, they're, they're hitting on all cylinders. It's the second there, time that you feel that you should have come up with, with the an idea. idea. Yes. The, <laughs> wrapping the box. A, wrapping a cigar in a tobacco leaf and then putting a box that looks like a tray. It looks like the mold. Yeah. And uh, they did a great job with it. And why didn't somebody think of this before? They didn't. They thought of it. And they w- so they, they, they're out-of-the-box thinkers, man. I like the way they think. I, I don't know them um, well at all, To uh, but I know... Uh, Everything they're doing, they're a big up-and-coming company, and they're doing it all right. Fantastic job. Loving the cigar. So another up-and-coming company out there is The Ash Holes, another podcast that's out there. And Congratulations on them getting their first new sponsor of the year. They did. They got a sponsor, which was Sereno. Uh, is their first advertiser. Um, it's also um, what they chose as their cigar of the year. Right. Uh, Before they became an advertiser, just right. in the interest of full disclosure. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, then Sereno does the right thing and ends up advertising with them. And, you know, they never, they've been on 10 shows, I think, they've done so yep. far, and they've actually never smoked the Sereno yet. Even though they gave it their pick for yeah. the year. So uh, this week coming, they're actually going to smoke the cigar. So isn't that nice? So... They do something for them, and it's reciprocity back and forth. And there's a it's uh, good, yeah. But I, I know the folks at Sereno, Tony Sereno. Uh, he's been making cigars for years and years for other people, and decided to put his name on something, and he hit a home run. I mean, fantastic stuff. It's outstanding. Watch this company go. Uh, now his son is involved with it, and uh, sky's the limit. They, uh, assuming FDA doesn't uh, slap him around and stop him, uh, this is somebody to watch. For a small boutique company that's uh, cranking. It's uh, two of them, Oscar and, and Sereno. I mean, if, if you look at what came out the past year for us, I mean, these yeah. are the, uh, the two guys that are rocking right now. So uh, check the Ash Holes out, theashholes.net, and they do their podcast live every Wednesday afternoon. Uh, terrible time slot, but it's Ash Wednesday. Could the... Um I forget what I was going to say. I'm okay. sorry. I got nothing. All right. While you're doing that, I'll give you something to do. It's time to take a peek into the asylum. Hang on. You got it. No. All right. Asylum's good. I'm ready. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away. Ha-ha. They're coming to take me away. Ho-ho. Hee-hee. Ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars Take No Prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. That's right. That's Asylum. Boys, this week a rural county in southeast Wisconsin had a sweet, sticky mystery along the highway. Hundreds of thousands of red Skittles were found spilled on a road in Dodge County. Wow. Even though they didn't have the trademark S, you could tell by the smell that they were, in fact, Skittles. No one knew where the candy came from or where it was going, but the county roads crews said the Skittles spill was actually helpful, as the roads in the area had been icy the past couple of days, and the thousands of little candies, believe it or not, improved traction. That's one expected silver lining from that mishap. 
but the story gets better. The sheriff's department later found out the Skittles fell off a truck that was hauling the red candies to be used as cattle feed, of all things. Really? Yes, they're feeding candy to cows. I'm more interested. And they've been doing it for years (laughs) because they provide, in quotes, cheap carbs. The practice goes back decades, but it picked up steam in 2012 when corn prices were surging and the cattle farmers were looking for a cheaper way to keep their cows and other livestock fed. Skittles for Cows was a shock to the folks up in Wisconsin who saw the Sheriff's Department Facebook post about the roadway spill. One way to look at it is that some of us don't want to eat meat that uh, has, has been fed dyes and excess sugars. The other is strawberry Skittles could equal strawberry milk. Hey, Louie, ah. back up them Cocoa Krispies. We've got some hungry cows over here. That's insane. That's asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho. Bunch of happy cows in Wisconsin. More Skittles. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. Would it make the meat tender and, and sweeter? Who I'm, knew they tasted the rainbow? I'm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, true story? Yes. Google it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, let's uh, take a... We're uh, going to look in the mailbag okay. first because All right. All we right. have someone who has something to say about you. I was going to go right into the classic day, but... The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of the Scar. It's just wanted to send a note about your great cigar show. It's a perfect mix of information, guests, and comedy. A weekly highlight that makes you feel like you're spending time with friends. Thanks for the show. And now... But... For the but. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that's been driving me crazy is this day in classic history. You guys do the without going over wrong. If the correct answer is, say, 1950, the contestant answers 1955, did not go over. The contestant answering 1945 did go over. Someone born in 1950 turned 67 this year. The guess of 1945 would have them turning 72 or over. The guess of 1955 would have them turning 62 or under. That's signed J. Dave Gopatz. And uh, I think he's asking us to do a little bit more math than he thinks I'm he should understand. Right? No, we, would have, we would have to go back to previous shows it, and the championship. Well, the reality I mean, is, the reality is that I would, in fact, be the overwhelming winner. I don't know. I if give we run back, because Barry keeps winning by cheating. Right. Dave lets him because he cheats, and he's been now called out by Jay Dave. He is right when you think about it. He is it, right. The, the math, you know, first time uh, Jonathan let me know that this was coming up, and. Uh, I said, really? And then you think about it and you say, absolutely, the guy's younger and it's wrong. Uh, but our rule is the way the game is being played. We all understand that's the way the game is being played. That's right. So that's the way the game is being played. So now played. that we know that it's wrong, we're going to continue to no, be wrong. I wonder if the, the, we change the way it is and you guess, how, guess their age. That's way if, easier for me. Way easier. That's way easier for me. The whole well. the whole date thing screws with me every or time. This I, day, uh, so all I have to do is do it once and figure out the age. How old are they now? Yeah, how old is he? And we could do that. We'll think about it. We're not going to do it next week for sure because I've already done next week's because yeah. I'm going to be away the whole time. Um, but um, something. So to we're going to be. What is his name? J. Dave. J. Dave. He doesn't want to be confused with J. Date. I will stab you in the neck. I'm just letting you know. I don't know what that means. That was a nickname that one of the reps gave me, and I don't like it. Oh, really? Okay. It's also a name for a dating site for people of the Jewish faith. Oh, really? 
Okay. All right. In the meantime, let's do this classic day in classic history the way we do it. The wrong way. The wrong way. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. In classic history. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic and every cigar is priced under get this under $3 per cigar you like that baby let him know where I came from yeah choose any blend including the classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste the classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor or the classic Cuban for its sweet sun-grown and nutty overtones Undertones, you idiot. Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Okay, today is January 21st. Who, who's the leader here? The cheater. That was me. <laughs> the cheater. <laughs> You're the cheater, too. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced now that this has been a conspiracy to keep me down Hey. the whole time. Hey. There's two of us here, kid. You know the rules. You were a winner a lot from that from well, Barry's BS rule as well. Weren't you the winner of the year? Yes, I was. So it doesn't count I won the last time by the old cheating rules, and I still prevailed. Okay, we're staying with the cheater rules. And today <laughs> of course is, we are. Today is the birth date of Jason Mizell. M-I-Z-E-L-L. No M- idea. Mizell. Nothing? Nope. A.K.A. Jimmy Master J. Jam Master ah, J. Jam Master J. DJ and producer of the influential 1980s hip-hop group Run DMC. He was murdered in New York recording studio in 2002, but he was born today. Barry Stein, what year? 1955. 55. 1959, Dave. 59. 1962. 62 for the point, Mr. Jonathan. Damn, Skippy, I'm with it. Because it's 65. See, they knew that to go lower... But even though wait wait oh we're playing oh we're playing, playing the, the way. yeah playing we're playing the, the cheating rules <laughs> so that's why Mr. Jonathan got his point so now it goes over to Chuck ready Chuck today is the birth date of Jack Nicholas yes golfer revered professional golfer with eighteen major championships uh, wins nicknamed the Golden Bear he was a football player for Ohio State University later going to golf good choice born today what year Dave he was born in nineteen thirty three thirty three. 1929. 29. I'm going to be over, but 1940. 40. Somebody got it exact. Barry Stein. What? 1940. <laughs> Friggin', this is what I'm talking about. And he plays it like, oh, I'm going to be wrong. <laughs> Cheating. <laughs> Mr. Jonathan. Is your phone covered? <laughs> yes, it is. Where it's, is it? It's face down right here. Okay. Uh-huh. Mr. Jonathan, last but not, not least, it's <laughs> you. Uh, today is the birth date of Billy Ocean. Caribbean Billy Queen? There it is. English R&B singer who gained international fame with songs like Caribbean Queen and Loverboy. He won awards like Grammy Awards for the best male R&B vocal performer. Born today, Billy Ocean. 1949. 49. 1946. 46. I'm going to pull up Barry. I'm going to be over. 1960. 1960 is over. All right. It was 1950, so it goes to 49. Jonathan. Jonathan. Point. Mr. Jonathan. We have a two for Barry, two for Mr. Jonathan, zero for Chuck. Chuck. We got to go to a tiebreaker, bro. I can, I can tie this up. You can tie it up. Who's this going to? Me. Okay. 
Thomas Stonewall Jackson. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> Come on, you should know all about Stonewall. Civil War Confederate commander who fought alongside Robert E. Lee and became the icon of heroic action in tactical fighting after his death. He received his famous nickname Stonewall during the Battle of Bull Run. He died at the age of 39. Old man back then. Oh, wow. Ooh, old wait, man. I'm going to change my answer. Yeah, i got to change my answer, too. Stonewall Jackson. What, is he today. giving you two some kind of clues? No, yeah, it's yeah, a clue. Because I told you when he died. I'm giving you tricks. When I tell you these things, I'm not just doing it to give you time, but yeah, I'm giving I'm, you clues always. I'm uh, just learning this. I'm going 1801 because I'm really not a history buff. 1820. 1801, 1820. 1847. 47. And Aaron guesses 35, by the way. He guesses 35. It's 24. 1824, Barry Stein. Of course. Barry Stein has the uh, victory Barry here. Cheater. 3-2, to two, but I'm going to throw one more in. One more. Yes. John Reiner. Cigar Federation. Cigar Federation is right. John Reiner is a uh, cigar retailer from Canada who is uh, the host of the cigar podcast called the Cigar Federation. I just had a little chat with him on Facebook. It happens to be his birthday today. So, John Reiner. Have you ever listened to Cigar Federation? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. That would be me. Yeah, you're yes. up. 1975. 1975. I have it locked in. 1965. 65. Uh, I'm going to go with 1974. 74. Somebody has two points. He's looking at Barry. And our champion, Barry, Barry Stein. Stein. <laughs> Barry Stein. Huge. Huge, huge, huge. And that's it. That's this classic day in classic history. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Find classic cigars at your favorite retailer across the country. And that is that. Wow. I did, cheat, I did cheat on the last one. I saw it was his birthday this morning on Facebook. So I'm glad we weren't tied. Mm. But All right. I like the honesty. I saw it on Facebook. Saw it on Facebook, and it's his birthday. Happy birthday, John. Uh, night show, uh, Cigar Federation. They got it going on. And uh, they broadcast on the Arms Forces Network. Yeah. So all the military and stuff get their, their broadcasts sent to them. So that's awesome that they can have a little bit of home people talking about cigars and things like that, so it's awesome. Good for the industry, although he's a Canadian. He's a Canadian and huge taxes. He, the conversation we were having, we were talking about last week's show where uh, I mentioned um, you know, how many cigars are produced and then when it comes down to how many cigars left in, in the stores and that brick and yeah. mortars can sell, their numbers are atrocious, how bad it is. And this is what we're looking at because their... Um, form of FDA or whatever they have over there has been beating them up with warning labels and all kinds of stuff and taxation and stuff. So we always have to look for look at Australia with the guys from Cigar Jukebox, look at uh, Cigar Federation up in Canada, and you look at these uh, things and see what they're up against. Yeah, that's important. And this is what's coming here. So we at least be aware of the bad that can happen to us so we can fight and say we don't want that to happen to us. I've got a question for you. Yes. So what is, what is the... What is the objective of the state i mean is it to drive revenue is it to thrive or depends what what pot now you have the health people in the state that the the thing is we want to keep you alive and tax you for the rest of your life and keep you longer then there's the part that the state the economics of the state which it's the yeah 
so the Ways and Means Committee, Ways which is the people it goes to, when we discuss that with them, my discussion is a whole totally different thing. Yeah. Their, their thing is talking about economics. But are they, in the mindset, are they in the same mindset as you? Or are they in the mindset of the health department where... It's funny that every time it's up against the tobacco stuff is they bring the health people in and talk to the Ways and Means Committee about health, and they listen, but what does that have to do with what's your objective? I mean, yeah, a state should thrive. Well, what are they going to say? Economically. Tax it even more, and we will make more money. That's not the way it works anymore because online sales, it just goes, it leaves. If you tax it 1%, it's more people that are going to leave the state. Well, they're not going to travel far for 1%. No, they're going to do it right on their phone, and they're going to click the click button. And they, should, and they should be able to see this firsthand from their liquor sales. I mean, how many Massachusetts residents Absolutely. are coming up over the border and yep. just loading up? Absolutely. And are they stopping them? Hell no. No. They, they, some of them are on the southbound side of the highway. Absolutely. No way to get off that. Right they, off, they don't yes. get off the highway. Right. I mean, that's strategically placed. Yes, yes, and so are we. Absolutely. Every major highway out of Boston leads to two guys' smoke shop, exit one. And I'm, I'm explaining it to them. It's not by accident. It's yeah. on purpose. That's the, the way we ended up doing it. So we got time for one mailbag, Mr. J. Yes, we do, and this was submitted through the Contact Us page, and we have another Dave writing in, completely different Dave than J. Dave. Uh, hi, guys. I've been listening to the Cigar Authority for a while now, and I must say the show has grown on me. Even Mr. Jonathan with his tasting notes of spicy lemon pudding and cayenne pepper on a rose petal, which I've never tasted, by the way. That's an exaggeration. That'll be on next week's. I have been a cigar smoker on and off since the boom he's in the thinking, 90s. He's thinking right now. That's pretty good. <laughs> <There he is>. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I recently got back into cigars and have so much fun learning about how things have changed since I was last smoking regularly about 15 years ago. Your show has been a wealth of information. I must confess that each week when you would mention the Cigar Authority Care Package, I would tune out and only hear blah, blah, blah. That's what we hear when Dave talks anyways. Here we go. I Does thought he say it that? Was, no. Oh, you I just add that in. I did. Just... Just ad-libbing. <laughs> I thought it was more about your advertisers than about the cigars. I was wrong. Listening each week, I started finding myself wishing I had the cigars you had. And then when the deal opened up again in December, I took the plunge. Good. I must say it was one of the best decisions I made in 2016. Good. We put that together because the listeners asked for it. Right. So uh, don't, don't be afraid to write into us and beat us up or whatever you end up doing. But yet you're adding to the show, as you can see, that we, we, we want it yeah. so we can make it better. Participate I, with us. Yes. I, I have already been blown away by the recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva We're and also the, by the Christoph the Connecticut. The people. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Giving the show back to the people. You know, you guys could write these comments down and comment after I'm done no. reading the freaking mailbag. <laughs> we could. You. That would take the people. Uh, fantastic and so worth my $20. I can't wait to buy a box of the Recluse, and I'm dying to try the Lagolera Connecticut. I know that these cigars would not have been on my radar if it were not for your show. Thanks for doing what you do, and thanks for making the care package an unbelievable deal and allowing me to try the cigars I would not try. Otherwise, keep up. The great work. Thanks for saying this after the thing is sold out. We right. can't sell anymore. That's it. <laughs> that's what it is, right? It is. But that, we gave you plenty of warning, you folks that are out there. Uh, believe me, it's not a uh, financial windfall for us. But uh, adding to the enjoyment of the show, I hope that you're listening along and smoking along as this is going on. And manufacturers, we're interested in uh, cigars for the care package. So, uh, you know, we take care of our advertisers first. But uh, if you want to get in... Uh, Give Barry a call or go to um, contact us. Contact on, us on it'll go right to Jonathan. And yeah. you want a thousand people smoking your cigar at the same time? Talk about a, a national cigar tasting all at once. Absolutely, this, this yeah. is the way it's done. So that is that. Final thoughts on the Oscar Habano. 
All right. I have to admit it that Barry has changed my mind with his uh, Charleston chew. <laughs> Unfrozen. With just a, just a sprinkling of some cayenne pepper on it. On a there. rose petal? Yeah. There's no, there's no freaking rose petal. <laughs> yeah. That is genius, though. Yes, it I've is. never tasted a rose petal, but I've had those, you know, they make, they have those um, lilies violets? or whatever, the violets that you can eat. Yes, you know, they yep. come tastes on like the violets. Yep. Yeah. But you never ate a violet, but it tastes like violet smell. That's what it tastes like. Right. So it's it a violet. Um, this is a cigar you definitely have to try. You have to try it. Uh, I, I rated it a 94. I continue to stay strong. That's a big rating for me. Yes, it is. You get a 90-plus with me, it's huge. I smoke everything. Um, this was a 94 blind, and here I am with the band on it. It's a 94. This cigar all day long. Very, very good. Very good. So that's it. I am... Uh, packing my stuff up and leaving right away off to the Dominican Republic I will report back the intel when I get back and let you know how the crops going uh, other cigars that I see out there what the big talk is they're going to be asking me lots of questions what's happening in the United States with cigars and all that uh, until then uh, next week we are joined by Oliver Nouveau from United Cigar and Selected Tobacco so we're going to smoke a couple of cigars from him. But until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And when you happen to be smoking the ugliest cigar you've ever seen in your life, the Oscar, Oscar Habano, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's Stogie.